Welcome to this HR Latte exclusive. Today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. Are they happy? Counting down. Five, four, three, two. Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everybody and welcome to the next episode of HR Latte. I'm continuing my series on today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement, and I'm very excited about my guest. I have never had the opportunity to interview this guest, and he is in a brand new role with Indeed.com. I'd like to welcome Brian Cheney. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining me, and welcome to HR Latte. Hey, thanks for having me. So you are kind of a newly minted, only a few months in on this role, the Director of Employer Brand at Indeed.com since September, so I'm going to say four months. Welcome to Indeed, I'll say. I wish I were part of Indeed. Such a great organization. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your role there at Indeed. So as you mentioned, I've been here for a few months, but I've loved to really sink my teeth into a program that has a great story to tell. And I am actually focused on corporate recruiting, supporting the recruiting team globally and uh, grow everywhere from Dusseldorf to Dublin as well as Seattle and other spots here in North America. So it's a global role. That's big. It's it's why I came to Indeed. There you go. And, and Indeed has had such great advertisements lately. I love their commercials that they have produced. And just the whole thought behind their advertising and their marketing has been brilliant. Yeah, there's a really talented team behind the marketing of uh, of Indeed as a brand. And I'm lucky to work with them. So how did you get involved in employer branding? Tell us that story. And then if you could transition and tell us what your version of employer branding is. This this series that I'm doing right now, I'm getting lots of different definitions from people. So I think it's important to realize that it means something different to each organization, to each individual that works in the space, and to each individual that understands what employer branding might be. So I like to get all these different definitions, throw them into one place and try and figure out what is it really? So how did you come to be involved in employer branding? So I've been in recruiting for about 11 years. And my first role was a hybrid role at a small company based out of Texas. And I had the title of talent brand manager before anybody knew what a talent brand was. (laughs) So I not only was I, you know, had to educate everyone on what I did, uh, it was a mixture of recruitment marketing campaigns and sourcing and consulting. But I actually came to recruiting from a marketing background. So it wasn't okay. too big of a stretch. Well, and that makes sense. You know, we are seeing this cross-functional opportunity for marketers and recruiters. We used to call it recruitment marketing, I think, in the in the good old days is how we titled maybe employer branding back when, before that became the popular title. Since you've been involved, since you were involved with talent brand as part of your title, how has employer branding evolved since then? Well, I think not only has it become something that executives are starting to pay attention to and prioritize, because the talent is really becoming 
smarter and smarter. So it's like real estate, where before you needed the real estate agent to show you around, give you all the insider information. And now, when you're looking for a house, you can find all the information, or a lot of the information, rather, online because it's out there and available. And the same has become true of a lot of jobs. So when you're looking to find out about an employer, when you're looking to find out about the experience of working for a specific company and get the stories from employees, there's a lot of information to be had. Definitely. So with your background as a sourcer, as a recruiter, you're pretty well known in the space. I would definitely call you one of the influencers, a thought leader in the space. You've been writing and doing a great deal of work that points to the practice of employment branding, the practice of sourcing and recruiting, the, the good side of it. You know, we, of course, every industry has a bunch of shysters that I would say that you represent the industry very well. Can you tell us a little bit about how the emphasis on employer branding has changed the job of recruiting? Well, I think you can tell the human aspect of the story more if you're focusing on employer brand. And brand, to me, is the overall strategy and the experience that someone has connecting with your company. Whereas recruitment marketing, uh, as you mentioned, is really around targeting specific folks with skills and getting the right message to them. That's a piece of it. To me, that's the tactical execution of part of the employer brand strategy. So I, I look at employer brand as this global vision. And I look at recruitment marketing as one of the ways to accomplish that. So you mentioned global and and your global vision. How difficult has it been for you to transition into a a global role like this to really understand the different markets that you're reaching out to, that you're sharing opportunities with? Has it been as big as you thought it would be or has it been easier? Well, and that's not to say that, you know, big is not a good thing. Right. Um, Because I like challenges. And to me... When someone says they work internationally or they work globally, there's not someone that I've come in contact with that has worked in every single country that has experience with every single culture. And so for me, it's a matter of, well, I've worked here, 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 and here, and now I get to work in some new areas. So I have, I've recruited in the UK before, I've recruited in India before, I've recruited in Canada before. And so uh, Indeed is just a way, another way for me to continue stretching out and building my knowledge base of how to work within these different cultures. Brian, you have a really strong personal brand. I know this wasn't um, something we discussed prior to the, the show, but you have a really strong personal brand and have spent years developing that by producing good content, by being visible, by attending conferences, just commenting on people's blogs or giving advice, being available for podcasts such as this. Has that impacted your ability to do the job of employment branding? Have people recognized you? Have Has it made your job a little bit easier? That's an interesting question. It's made certain aspects of my job easier. And I'm always wanting to really share the story of what I like to do, my perspective. So I appreciate that you say I've got a good personal brand, but it, it's continually evolving. Right. And I think that it's made certain aspects of the job a little bit easier uh, one of the things that I, I really like is that when I decided to join Indeed, I really clicked with the mission of the company, which is to help people get jobs. And so that lined up really well with my personal mission. And I think the folks at Indeed are now 
now that I'm a few months in, they're now starting to see, okay, here's his perspective. Here are the things that he can share. And here's how we can really leverage his experience and his knowledge to help us get our story told. Right. So Indeed.com is based in Austin, Texas. Is that correct? There are actually several different offices, okay. but the technology office is based out of Austin, Texas, okay. and uh, we actually have several different offices in North America. I think the two biggest are going to be in Stanford, Connecticut, as well as Austin, Texas, oh, okay. and I, I actually work out of the San Francisco office. Okay, great, and my organization, Dovetail, who's the sponsor for this show, our tech team is located in Austin as well, so I have a great oh, cool. affinity for the Austin area. And would love to ask you a little bit more about the difference between Indeed.com. We referenced this before the show and Indeed.jobs. Can you share with us what that means? And if folks want to learn more about each, would they just go to Indeed.com and Indeed.jobs? There's an elegant difference there between Indeed.com and .jobs. And the reason it exists is because there are over 180 million people doing job searches every oh, month on Indeed.com. And so what we have learned is that we need to tell our story a little bit separately. And so we've got Indeed.jobs to talk about what it's really like to work at Indeed and what that experience is like. And so a lot of people don't understand. They, uh, people that I've had conversations with was oh, you mean, are you like, you know, 100 people? Are you 50 people? And I say, well, we just passed over 2,000 people globally. (laughs) So we hire for a lot of different roles. And so in order to be able to tell that story, we have Indeed.jobs. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'll make sure that we reference that in the, the bio for this particular episode. Let's jump into the latter part before we take a break, and we may have to come back to finish this answer because I think this is going to hold a lot of information. Part of this series is to understand the impact that employer brand has on employee engagement. So I'd love to get your perspective on the responsibility that talent acquisition holds on talent management, meaning retaining the quality talent that you spend so much time acquiring. Now, I know that at Indeed, You're very methodical about finding the right people to come and work for your organization. And that plays out in every aspect of what Indeed is all about. From the quality of the work that you're doing, the technology that is being used to help people find jobs and used to help organizations share jobs with the public, down to the work that you're personally doing as the head of employment or talent brand. So can you give us your perspective on that tie-in, the tie between employer branding and employee engagement? Well, I think talent attraction is really important as a part of talent acquisition because it sets expectations. Right. It it really needs to map to the actual experience that the employee is going to have once they're inside our walls. And so that's one of the biggest things you can do to ensure that you not only do you have a successful onboarding and engagement, but you have successful retention And that's why we use employee stories to help illustrate what it's really like to work at Indeed, because we want that to line up. So three months, six months down the road, we want the things, the stories that we're telling externally to line up and feel like the experience that the people have so that they can feel like they've made a good decision. They're enjoying what they do. And we fulfilled our brand promise that we've put out there to the world. 
Great. Now we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what Indeed is doing differently. And then Brian, I'd like to talk to you about Glassdoor and LinkedIn and social media and how it has had an impact on employer branding. We'll be right back. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software, by HR, for HR. Hey everybody, and we are back. Of course, a big shout out to Dovetail Software for sponsoring HR Latte and this uh, continuing series, Today's Employer Branding into Tomorrow's Employee Engagement. I am back with guest Brian Cheney, who is over at Indeed.com and Indeed.jobs. You'll have to check it out. We did talk about that a little bit earlier, and we will include that in the bio so you can understand the difference. Brian, I would love to um, get your your inside understanding of what sites like Glassdoor and really social media in general, as well as LinkedIn. I mean, I think folks are making comments on LinkedIn about work experiences, and we know how important social media has been to expose bad employment branding and bad employee engagement and bad employee experiences. Do you think this is going to have a definitive impact on employer branding and talent attraction? I think that there are some main channels that uh, employees and prospective candidates use to share their thoughts around their experience. Honestly, you know, that takes place everywhere. Sure. That takes place in taxi cabs. That takes place <laughs> at the water cooler. That takes place at choir recitals. And so for us, we're really not focused as much on what our competitors are doing but on how we can really improve the job search experience. So there's a couple of, of main points. And number one, as a the number one job site in the world, we're constantly striving to provide not just job seekers, but also employers with the best experience. And the flip side of that, as, as director of employer brand, is we're trying to provide a place and an environment that encourages that honest feedback to us as an employer. So... We don't just help people find jobs. We try to help them find the right job for them. Because when someone gets in that environment that's not the ideal fit, they know it and their employer knows it. And and, and a career is probably one of the most, outside of a marriage decision, Yes, <laughs> a career is one of the most important aspects of people's lives. And that's why we're committed to improving the job search experience for, for everybody. It's interesting that you say a marriage decision because I think that the wrong decision about a marriage or the wrong decision about a job can lead ultimately to really bad experience and uh, bad employee engagement and happiness. And somehow we kind of tie experiences with happiness. And I I think there's, we're starting to see a pushback of, you know what, you're, you're not going to be happy all the time. You know, this is work. It's called work for a reason. You're not always going to be happy, but you should always feel fulfilled and satisfied and appreciated. And so I, I think we're going to start to see a shift in what we have called traditionally as employee engagement or employee experience and understanding exactly what that means. 
the big buzzword. I just came back from HR Tech a couple of months ago, and we were conducting interviews at the Dovetail booth. And Todd Schnick and I from Intrepid Now were, were interviewing 30 different people, and everybody talked about employee engagement. Every single interview that came into our chair talked about the big thing that this conference is all about this year is employee engagement. You know, the last couple of years, it's been employer branding. So it's interesting to see these two, two different aspects of work come together and and try to align. Do you believe that true employee engagement can be achieved? And is it imperative that an organization really seek after the happiness of an employee? I think an employee is really responsible for their own happiness because they're the ones putting the markers out there for success personally. But what an employer can do is really provide an environment that gives them the chance to learn, gives them a a chance to foster the development, gives them a chance to be supported and feel appreciated. And so I do, to answer your previous question, I do think that engagement is possible, but it's like keeping a campfire going. You have to constantly add fuel. It's a process. Oh, you mean I can't just do one thing and it's achieved? (laughs) No, you can't do the one. Well, you Uh, can as long as you do that one thing. Over and over and over again, right. Okay, so do you think we'll still be talking about it in 2016? Is it still going to be a key buzz phrase for that year? I think employee engagement will always be important. I think these things as far as buzzwords, typically go in about three to five year stints. Yeah, that's true. So I think we will be talking about employee engagement as a buzzword, but I think it'll still be important because keeping people engaged, keeping people satisfied, motivated in their roles is going to be a constant battle. And, you know, there is a lot of overlap between engagement and and branding when it comes to talking about employers. So that experience, that, that feedback, that support will give them a positive or not so positive experience about working with that company. You're you're with an organization that that really cares about their technology, that's con- consistently updating it, that's improving it, that's really looking into how can we make search better, how can we find results quickly for our clients, our users. And when you look at technology as, as it is a big part of your business, your organization, the, and the success of your organization is dependent upon having a great tech behind it and improving that tech consistently. Do you believe that that technology will be an important part of employer branding? I mean, can you automate employment branding? Can you automate engagement? Technology is important. We are a technology company and constantly investing in new products and services. That was actually kind of a surprise for me. I didn't have as clear of an understanding of all the different ways that Indeed is leveraging technology and building new products. But I think The the smart thing about leveraging any kind of technology is understanding that you have to do it with some powerful thinking behind it, some planning and some care. So can you automate social media? Um, Yeah, you could. But unless you put some thought and perspective behind it, people aren't going to know why they should care. Can you automate employment branding? Yeah, you can automate pieces of it, but you still have to understand the process and understand your audience in order to do it well. I think technology should be there to automate the things that we suck at (laughs) and and to let us handle the things that we're good at. I love that. Do you think that there will be opportunity for us to be less sucky at some of those things and that we'll learn from each other? Or or do you think we'll just continue to plow through and, you know, some organizations don't really rely on tech to help them get by. They just plow through. So I'm 
curious to know your thoughts on the future of technology and, and an organization's dependency upon it. Well, I'll answer that by saying I think the future of technology is respect for the individual. And oh. I think the, the more that we can adjust our expectations of technology and map them to the expectations of the individual, the better off we'll be. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes perfect sense. I, I love that. I, I can see that being a, a big part of when I share this podcast out, uh, important part, respect for the individual. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us today. Before we let you get away, Brian, one of the things that I like to ask is, as we look at the last year in retrospective, did you see anything that you really thought was fantastic in 2015? From employer branding or from recruiting? Uh, anything, anything, anything that you saw in the last year. It doesn't even have to do with talent management or talent acquisition or talent attraction. It could be something that you saw that you thought was fantastic. I think we saw a lot of the merit of ideas being paramount to them being successful. So not throwing money at a problem or an idea. I think leveraging their relationships and respect to back to my previous point, respect to the individual in the way that we communicate with others, the way that we handle our businesses and managing that relationship. I think that has really been a huge change that I've seen in 2015 is, is really respect for their relationship and how we can manage it and be better people. Well, I'm going to take that as your final words of wisdom. That is fantastic. I don't think anybody has said that in during the course of my conversations on this topic. No one has come back and talked about respect for the individual or, or for the relationships that develop as a result. So I really appreciate you pointing to that and sharing that with our audience here. If our audience, our listeners would like to learn more about you and Indeed, how can they reach you? If they'd like to learn more about what I'm doing specifically at Indeed, love for them to check out Indeed.jobs, which is our way of telling the Indeed employment story, as well as the openings and and hiring that's going on at at a growing company. Perfect. Brian, I'd love to have you back in a year and let's talk about what's changed, what you have shifted from, maybe share a couple of things that didn't quite work and how you adjusted. I'd love to do that because I'm always learning and willing to share so someone else can learn as well. I know that about you, and that's why I wanted you to be a part of this series. So thank you so much for joining us here on HR Latte as we continue this series, Today's Employer Branding into Tomorrow's Employee Engagement. It's been a real pleasure, Brian. Likewise.